0: Hey guys, it's Angie Atkinson here and today at QueenBeing.com, we are going to discuss seven red flags of emotional abuse in your family and this is another chapter on our narcissistic abuse recovery thing. All right, let's get started. All right, so we're gonna learn today to recognize emotional manipulation from family members, okay. So first of all, I want to define what emotional manipulation really is, okay. It is a way that other people try to change your behavior, okay? Your thoughts, your feelings, all of this through misleading practices, right? So these practices can be totally harmful to everyone involved including the person doing the manipulation, but we'll get to that. In the case of a toxic narcissist though, it can be um, literally, it can literally take you to a place where you can sort of lose your real self, okay? And this obviously becomes more of a concern for people who have a narcissist in their everyday reality, okay, often a member of the family. Okay, so when a family member tries to use emotional manipulation to control you, whether or not you are um, someone who or they are someone who could be identified as someone with narcissistic personality disorder or NPD, doesn't really matter because what it comes down to is that someone who is manipulating you within your family is someone who's gonna make your life absolutely miserable, okay. And you know not only does no one like to be controlled, you know, but no one wants to be told that they're not good enough and that they're not someone who is, um, you know, someone not worthy, you know, and whether, whether a narcissist or a manipulative person uses those words or not, you almost always know that that's how they feel about you, like you're not really a real person and you begin to feel that way about yourself as well. All right. however, I'm going to share with you seven signs today that one of your family members might be trying to manipulate you and for your own benefit, you know, if you can learn these signs um, and learn how to, you know, be aware of it and discover it, um, you know, you can really begin a a really big healing process on your part. So, you know, because the truth is that the first step to any solution is discovery of the problem, followed closely by understanding the problem, and eventually that can lead to overcoming the problem, at least in my own experience, right? Um, So let's start with this. Number one, denial of the truth, okay, this is the first red flag of emotional abuse. One of the most common ways that a family member, you know, can use emotional manipulation is to simply deny the truth. So this is a key sign of, you know, of emotional manipulation, emotional torture, emotional abuse, my friends. Okay, the person who is manipulating you will often make a promise or a statement and then they'll deny it later. You know, they will pretend that the truth doesn't exist They will uh, conveniently blame your bad memory for it. That's also a form of gaslighting by the way and truthfully, you know, you'll probably find that it's kind of hard to prove the truth without having, you know, a recording an email or some other physical evidence proving your point. So in some cases the manipulator will try to fight the evidence and you know say, oh you made that up, it's fabricated, you know and an emotional manipulator can make you feel as if it's your fault, that you don't remember the previous conversation the same way. They can make you feel guilty and ashamed so that that you don't even pursue the subject anymore and you know that is a very common form of gaslighting, Uh, you know we, we call it gaslighting, it's named after a 1944 film in which the husband basically messed with the wife's head until she thought she was crazy and that's essentially what happens with gaslighting is that, you know, they they teach you to see, to believe that things that you saw with your own eyes didn't really happen, Uh, conversations that you had didn't happen or they happened differently and then you start to doubt yourself. That's how it works, right? Okay, let's move on to the next one. All right, so using guilt, okay, that's number two. Emotional manipulators frequently use guilt to control their family. Uh, You know family members, you know, that that are in, that are doing this to you, you know, they might use, you know, passive-aggressive tactics to manipulate you. Um, They might find your weak spots. This is a big one with narcissists, you know, um, they will look for things that are easy, easy to use against you to make you feel guilty. Okay, for example, um, I have a friend who you know, her narcissistic husband, um, he plays these little games with her head and she will, you know, be holding their child, their their baby and and he will, you know, if the baby cries, then the husband will say things like, um, oh, oh man, that baby really loves me, let me take him, he's saying, you know, he likes me better than you, la la la, and of course playing on her insecurities as a new mom. You know, you can see her face just drop when he does this and it's just... It's just frustrating to watch and so you know this, these are the types of things, these little sneaky things, emotional guilt right so you know they they're going to look for those weak spots they're going to pretend to be victims too this is the other thing and you see this with narcissistic injury a lot um where you know you'll start to feel sorry for them and this is often how narcissists get a hold of those quote unquote flying monkeys those people who you know kind of do their bidding for them sometimes willingly and sometimes without realizing what they're doing um they actually can help to increase the narcissist's reach and level the depth of his or her um, manipulation to you, okay. So you know, if you refuse to go along with it, then they're going to accuse you of being insensitive and mean, you know. And of course, they will in fact make you feel guilty in order to get sympathy and this is another important sign that you have to keep your eye open for, okay. Recognize that, that a narcissist has no problem using guilt to get what they want from you, okay. Um, Number three using other people. This is back to our flying monkey business, right? Flying monkeys. Emotional manipulators will use your friends and other family members to hurt you. Um, They may use them as messengers as in the flying monkey situation, um, or mediators even to control you. Now emotional manipulators are also going to use these people to send hurtful messages. To you or to blame you for your issues, you know, and by involving another person they're able to blame someone else for the message being misinterpreted. So, you know, if you say, well, your mother told me that, you know, you said I was, you know, flying out the door and naked or whatever kind of crap they make up, then, you know, a narcissist might go, well, I never said that, you misunderstood what my mother said or my mother didn't mean it like that, she meant it this way, whatever. See, so they they twist things. All right, number four, anger and threats. Oh boy, family members who are narcissists will often use their anger against you, okay, and their threats to manipulate you. So, you know, um, they use their own emotions, including anger, uh, to frighten and coerce people in their families. And you know, threats and angry outbursts are used to make the other person feel uncomfortable and upset and as, as someone who is, you know, um, generally what, what happens is that narcissists are very attracted to empaths, okay, and empaths are wired to react to strong emotion and to try to soothe it for the person, that is why, part of the reason why they are attracted to, to empaths in general, okay, but when you're in a family, um, if you are not if you're being raised by a narcissist or you are being, you know, uh, this, this, or you have been raised by a narcissist, then one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to come out and you're going to be an empath because you either learned that behavior or it showed up in your life because you had to learn how to deal with someone like a narcissist or you're going to come out being a narcissist yourself. Either way, you're going to be broken and you're, you're going to be looking for something different. Okay. And so this is something that you can do during your recovery. Okay. Now, The thing is that, like I said, threats and angry outbursts are used to make you feel uncomfortable and upset and emotional manipulators will use anger and these are emotional manipulators are narcissists most of the time, in this case anyway and they will often use anger to interrupt or stop a conversation they don't like, right? So you know you might see a family member who refuses to discuss his affairs, maybe he'll use an angry outburst and threats to end a conversation or storm out of the room. You know, um, in some cases, even when the, the narcissist is a female, uh, the, es- you know, the anger sometimes will escalate to physical violence and it's important that if that's the case that, you know, you can help. Now, something that I think is underreported and and that probably happens more often than we recognize is that there are female physical abusers and some men are too embarrassed to get help and they're too shy or scared to to tell anyone what's happening to them because oh my god, she's just a girl, you know, she's just a small, maybe you're even bigger than her and you think, you know, why am I letting this happen? Well, you know, maybe that's because you are a decent person and you believe that, you know, hitting someone is not the answer but because you're tolerating being hit, you know, you're devaluing yourself by doing that. So. If you are in a situation, whether you're male or female, <coughs> excuse me, if you are in a situation uh, where you're being abused, uh, physically abused, I would like you to visit Queen Being right now um, and go to the page that if you navigate uh, to the resources page, you will find a page for, and it's in the upper left hand corner of the menu, uh, find find the page for emergency domestic violence resources. There are ways that you can get out today if you really need to, okay, your your physical safety is, is paramount and you cannot. You cannot fix your head until your body's safe, all right? Okay, moving on. Number five, belittling tactics. So family members who are narcissists might try to belittle you because this allows them to manipulate you more easily. Quite, quite honestly, you know, they criticize you and point out your flaws because it makes you feel inferior and when you feel inferior, maybe you feel like no one else values you or you can't go, you can't do any better or you can't get any further than your family members tell you that you can and in that case you become easier for them to control, you feel me? So what you have to do is remember that truly we are all limitless, we truly all have the ability to do literally anything we choose to do if we really want it, okay? You can't just go, I'm a doctor. And you're a doctor, you can't do that but what you can do is you can decide that you want to be a doctor and then you can fight figure out what are the steps to get from A to B okay so here you are today not a doctor and here you are you know at the end of your doctor doctorate studies and internships and all this a doctor so what you have to do is figure out what you have to get from point A to point B and then you break it down in bite-sized steps okay so maybe the first thing you want to do to become a doctor is to take you know start looking around find out what school you want to go to find out what the requirements are that's step one you know and then step two might be look into funding look into you know, what you need to do in order to make this happen and then you just go step-by-step until you get to the other end of the goal. It's a timeline kind of thing. It works really well. Anyway, back to the topic at hand, you know, don't allow an emotional manipulator, a narcissist, to allow you, to force you to feel less than. Don't allow a narcissist to make you feel like you, you don't um, have the right to be happy and and don't allow anyone to tell you, that you're less than awesome, because the fact is that we all have the ability to be as amazing as we choose to be and the best possible way for you to reach the goals that you're, you know, of, of your life, the goals that make, you know, that that are your true self, the goals that your true self wants, not that someone told you you should want or not that someone, you know, um, coerced you into wanting, but your true self. Uh, the, the best way to discover those goals is to find out what it is that makes you happy, what it is that is not about what your mom wants or your dad wants or your husband or your wife or anybody else, it's all about what makes your heart sing, what makes you feel like you're on the right path. When you feel that feeling of strength in your gut, in your soul, then you know. When it feels happy and good, when you, when you get excited, you know that little feeling of excitement that you get sometimes, oh it's so exciting and it just kind of pulls up in your chest and feels right, that's it that's the feeling you're going for. When you know that feeling, when you know what it feels like and you can understand how to get it, you're on the right path, my friend. All right. Don't be easy to control. All right. Number six, focusing on vulnerable targets. Mm -hmm, This is what they do. They seek out sensitive people, AKA empaths, okay, because it's easier to influence them. Again, as I said, you know, not only do empaths naturally react, to the pain and the, uh, the, the emotional outbursts of a narcissist, but they deliberately, you know, narcissists deliberately look for you to become vulnerable and insecure and they see an empath as someone who is vulnerable and insecure because the empath becomes, you know, is open to them initially because they look for people who are damaged, they look for people who maybe have a struggling relationship with their families or they look for people who have, you know, insecurity issues or whatever. So if you have been in a family situation where you've dealt with a toxic narcissist, chances are that you may end up with one in your lifetime, okay, and this is unfortunate. But the fact is that narcissists are great at spotting your insecurities and using them against you, you know And so we all have this one major insecurity I think humans all have it and that is the fear of abandonment Okay, now some of us have it in varying degrees But the fact is that almost everyone is afraid on some level that you know to be alone And so what a narcissist will do is they will make themselves invaluable to you that so that so that you almost can't live without them Uh, And they'll do this in a number of ways, Um, sometimes financially, sometimes by, you know, keeping control of your house, sometimes by, you know, uh, controlling your mind in different ways, but they turn it, you know, they put you in this position where you can't make choices, you, you feel insecure, you feel alone without them, you feel vulnerable and in the beginning, you know, um, they may even seem kind of concerned about you and they may use this, Time, this love-bombing time that you go through, whereas which is the the phase at the beginning of a relationship and sometimes sprinkled in again as as they go through the devalue and discard phases, um, you know, the cycle always includes a love-bombing phase, which is the time when everything seems perfect and wonderful. It's how narcissists keep their claws in you because about the time you're ready to give up, they realize they were wrong and they come back and they're, oh I love you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and we fall for it. And, and you know, and, and eventually we stop falling for it, but at that point, you know, if you're still in it, you're still in it, and especially if it's a parent or someone that you can't just walk away from so easily, right? But sometimes you do have to walk away from parents. It's just how it goes, but uh, you can't do that until you're of age and until you have a, a way to do that. So, you know, they, they put you in this position, where they collect this information about you and then they try to control you or they do control you by using your insecurities against you, whether they threaten to leave you, you know, or in like in some cases, uh, you know, for example, I was told that I'm the only person who's ever always going to be here for you and that was my manipulation. I was, I was um, regardless of what I was put through, I always thought, well at least they'll always be there for me And what I learned in a very unfortunate way was that that was not true. They would only be there for me as, as much as it was convenient and easy for them to do so. So, um, and finally, you know, these emotional, you know, manipulators, these narcissists will dig deep to hurt you. Okay. They, like I said, sensitive people, empaths, these are more likely to become victims of family members who want to control them, whether they're narcissistic or not. Um, and you know, these people are less likely to stand up for themselves because they don't want to upset people, they, they, they they are people pleasers, they don't want to hurt the people that love them that they think love them or the people they love, you know, and they are much less likely in these situations to stand up for themselves or speak out at all against the behaviors and the abuses because, you know, again, we don't want to hurt people, we don't want people to think that we're bad people or maybe we, we question ourselves, are we really the problem? These are things to think about. It's really important that you can spot these signs in a relationship because it can literally save your life, okay. You can recognize emotional manipulation, okay. You can refuse to let a family member, narcissist, take control of your actions, okay. And you know, the fact is that these kinds of relationships are toxic. They're unhealthy for your soul, for your body, for your mind. They will certainly put your life in a place where you don't want it to be and you deserve better than that And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you, you know, just got out of jail last week I don't care if you're Donald freaking Trump, although Donald Trump might be on the emotional manipulators side uh, From what I've heard I don't know him personally, but it doesn't matter who you are Whoever you are you deserve better than to be treated like you don't matter Okay, you deserve better than to be treated you know, like you're not a person, you are a person, you have real thoughts, you have real valuable things to say. You, you are not somebody's extension, you are not somebody's, you know, crutch, you are not somebody's tool and you are not somebody's supply. Don't allow yourself to be somebody's supply, their narcissistic supply. Put yourself in the same kind of elevated position that you would put anyone else in the world, you know, If you're looking for a way to gauge this, think about how you would act, how would you want your own child, let's say, to be treated or how would you want, you know, if you don't have a child, your niece or your nephew or your sister or your brother, how would you want someone you love to be treated by anyone else in the world? Give yourself that same kind of love, that same kind of support and and treatment, you know, you have to seek professional help if you need to, Okay, whether that is, you know, someone like me who is, you know, I'm, I'm a certified life coach, I talk to people who are in and getting out of narcissistic abuse situations. Uh, maybe you need a, a psychologist or a therapist, uh, you know, maybe you need to talk to someone in a support group, maybe you just need a good friend, you know, whoever it is that you can reach out to, you need to build that support network, reach out for help if you need it, You know, but the bottom line is that you've got to make positive changes in your life, you know, and be prepared to let the relationship go if it's not changeable. Okay, otherwise you're putting yourself in a position to be miserable for potentially the rest of your life and I like I said, nobody deserves that. You deserve better. All right, that's all I've got for right now. Stay tuned later for another video. Have a wonderful week. And as always, if you have additional questions or you want to know more about narcissism and narcissistic abuse recovery, visit QueenBeing.com and you can also visit NarcissismSupportCoach.com if you are looking for personal one-on-one coaching. Um, I'm uh, recently announced a big um, group coaching thing I'm doing with small groups. Uh, It's a little bit less, it's a lot less expensive than individual coaching Um, and the sessions are slightly longer. Um, that's because there are more people involved, of course. Uh, the other thing that you can do is uh, at that narcissism you can pick up a free five-day email course if you haven't done that yet and that will help you to sort of start taking back your life. And finally if you visit wrote.com, you'll be able to check out all of the books that I've written. Uh, well at least the ones that are on Amazon right now and you can um, get all of those for less than $4.99. Um, And I think my bestseller is $2.99, so it won't cost you much at all. And if you have Kindle Unlimited or Amazon Prime, you can read it for free. So even better, right? All right. Have a great weekend everybody. I'll see you soon. Thanks for watching. Good morning survivors and happy Monday. Today I thought it would be a good day for us to talk about signs that we are ready to leave a narcissist. Signs it's time to leave your narcissist. So let's get started. My name is Angie Jackinson, and this channel is all about teaching you what I know to be true. You really can create the life. Number one, if your mental health is suffering because of the relationship, it's time to leave. For example, You might feel really depressed. You might feel very anxious all the time. You might find yourself experiencing, you know, thoughts of suicide or your health might deteriorate or, you know, you could find yourself feeling just completely alone in a room full of people. That's a sign that it's time to leave a narcissist. Number two, your self-esteem has started to go way down or it's completely non-existent nowadays. even if you aren't struggling with very noticeable symptoms, which a lot of times we're not because we do our best to continue to live life as we should or want to. Um, you know, you might notice that you stopped advocating for yourself. You might notice that you've stopped really trying to stand up for yourself and that you've just kind of completely given in to the narcissist and everything that they want. Number three, your kids, if you have any, might be really suffering emotionally. Now, This is partially because narcissists sometimes are like, I'm the best parent in the world, and then other times they just completely ignore their kids. Um, This is confusing and devastating for children because, you know, they feel like there's a disconnect. They feel like they've been neglected. Sometimes they have emotionally in other ways. Um, They've been treated coldly at alternating with warmth from the narcissistic parents, so that might be a sign it's time to leave your narcissist. Number four, and this one might shock you a little bit, but your partner's consistent, but only not in the good ways. They're consistently cheating. They're consistently apologizing for the same thing over and over. They are consistently repeating it. Uh, They are playing the same game saying they'll change every time you get desperate enough to say that's it. I give up. I'm leaving. The partner will you know It's a cycle, my friend, it's a cycle. They go through the love bombing, the devalue the discard, the hoover, the love bombing, the devalue, the discard, the hoover, it's it's an ongoing cycle and a lot of my clients are like, you know, oh, I think this was it, this was the final discard and I bet you about 80% of them, they get the call back because the narcissist wants to hoover them because of course they enjoy the supply. Number five, isolation. You feel isolated by the narcissist you start to notice that you haven't seen your friends and your family in a while you're not as close to people as you used to be um the narcissist isolates you because it's easier to control you that way even if you think that you walked away from your family or your friends for a good reason it might be because the narcissist manipulated it so look into that and see what that feels like for you and if you notice that you really would prefer to still be around those people might be time to leave the narcissist number six You are in a one-sided relationship and it's never about you. It's always catering to the narcissist. If that's the case, it's time to leave a narcissist. Um, You you want an example? Well, you know, the narcissist might only share his or her opinions and only talk about themselves. um, And very often they're not very interested in you as a person. Um, And whenever you try to talk about something that's not regarding the narcissist and his or herself, they push you away or ignore you or even flat out say i'm not interested in that and it's it's dehumanizing in so many ways um you know you can't get a sentence in without your partner trying to interrupt you might be time to leave your narcissist number 7 you're not happy and you can't find a way to be happy might be time to leave your narcissist finally number 8 if You are doing all the hard work in the relationship. It might be time to leave the narcissist. And let me just clarify what I mean by this. So when you are in an argument with a narcissist, when you are constantly fighting and going through drama and bullshit and stuff, you can't um, you know, you can't decide to fix the narcissist and whenever you do, it doesn't work. So you might find yourself um, trying to change yourself and look here my friend, you can only change so much for another person. So if there's no personal gain for the narcissist, the narcissist is going to walk away. Uh, so if you know, if you're going through the hard times, you can't expect a narcissist to always stick with you by your side, um, because it tends to make them want to run, because they don't really like real reality too much and they certainly don't like to deal with anything that isn't all about them. So if, if you are in a situation where you have a narcissist who only cares about him or herself, you know, um, the only time they're going to contribute to the relationship is if it benefits them. So, it might be time to walk away. All right. Now let me ask you a question. Can you think of any warning signs that I missed here, that it's you know time to leave a narcissist? Uh, share them in the comments and let me know what you think. Um, I'm very interested in your thoughts on this. And also, um, one last thing, one of my um, group members, span members, said yesterday, uh, we had a situation where someone got in the group and was trying to, um, you know, communicate with members inappropriately, hit on them, scam them, whatever. And uh, so, of course, we removed that person from the group. And then I posted in the group and said, you know, hey, this is not a dating group. This is da 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 whatever. And somebody said something that I found interesting. There's such a thing as thirteenth stepping. And apparently that is where there are predatory people in, gr- in recovery groups who will go after members and then they end up, you know, um, abusing them further by, they go after the vulnerable people. Apparently this was first brought to light in AA where, uh, some of the more experienced members would come after the new, new members and, you know, in a predatory way. So, I think you know this is separate from this issue but it's something that is is a big concern and if you're interested in learning more about the 12, the 13th stepping let me know and i'll do a video on that just leave me a like and a comment if that's the case all right okay i'm gonna wrap up for today i gotta get sophie to school and get my day started very busy day today ahead of me so questions comments concerns leave them below let me know um if you can think of any other warning signs that it's time to leave a narcissist and if so Put them in the comments. What were your own warning signs? That's the question of the day. What were your own warning signs that you knew it was time to leave the narcissist? Or what are your warning signs that you're ready to leave now? Let me know. Let's talk about it. I'll see you later today for another video. Have a wonderful day. As always, thank you for letting me be a part of your day and a part of your life. And hey, thanks for being a part of mine. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot, take it now and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Hey survivors, it's Angie Atkinson and today at QueenBeing.com, we're gonna talk about 10 things that cheaters tend to have in common. And You can bet that number one is they tend to be narcissists. Not always, but they tend to be. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and this channel is all about teaching you what I know to be true. You really can create a life. So what causes us to be cheated on? What causes someone to cheat on us? What causes us to cheat when we cheat? It's a good question, right? Is it because You know, if a narcissist cheats, is a narcissist a self, you know, a self-absorbed jerk, maybe. Is there just dysfunction that can be fixed, you know, below the surface, maybe, but from what I understand, most research tells me that there's a pretty common set of personality traits that, you know, occur among cheaters. Uh, things that are different from those who don't cheat, okay? The sooner we understand what these traits are, the sooner we are going to be able to protect ourselves um, from having this happen to us again or at all, right? So let's get started on that. All right, we're gonna start with the obvious number one um, kind of cheater or type of trait that cheaters tend to have. Again, this is not always the case because in some cases people are abused by a narcissist and some people will cheat because of the abuse, but it's not very often, but it does happen. Uh, anyway, but so the number one trait of most cheaters is they're narcissists. Um, in, in most cases, uh, at the very least, if they're not a narcissist, they have certain, I, I think they're somewhere on the spectrum. All right, so you know, they tend to be very selfish, they tend to be a little greedy, they tend to think only of themselves and a narcissist typically will be very blatant with their sense of entitlement. Uh They will do whatever they need to do or they think they need to do in order to get their narcissistic supply and of course they're always happy to go above and beyond the gull of duty when it comes to that. You know what I'm talking about? So <laughs> the thing is that we all know what narcissistic supply is don't we? But just in case we don't um, it's It it basically means the person, it's the type of support that you give the narcissist. It is, uh, you offer them a certain amount of, you know, pedestal, pedestal holding, you hold them up on a pedestal, right? Or you, um, you know, you give them emotional support or you give them financial support or you help them in their career or whatever, okay, you have some quality that the narcissist likes about you, that's what makes you a narcissistic supply. Um, it, it it tends to be, uh, I think that that why we call ourselves narcissistic supply when we are abused by a narcissist is because narcissists um, literally use us like objects or su- you know, supply uh, to feed their ego. It's kind of like a, a vampire sucking the blood out of someone they need the blood to survive. Well, the narcissist needs the attention and the supply to continue to survive as his or her false self makes sense. Okay. So essentially, to put it, basically not only are narcissists self-absorbed, but they're always looking for a better deal. They're always looking for their best interest and they're always only concerned with their own feelings. They lack empathy. Okay, like I always tell you, I think that's the biggest and possibly the most um, significant similarity between toxic narcissists. They don't have empathy, they don't care how you feel and they don't, even if they understand how you feel, they don't feel it the way normal people do, you know, so that therefore they will go above and beyond what a normal person would when it comes to insulting you, hurting you, lying cheating, stealing everything else, okay. So they have no guilt. All right. Let's move on to number two, shall we? So let's get another one out of the way, number two. Narcissists and cheaters. Narcissistic cheaters have a tendency to be able to look you right in the eyes and lie to you without even blinking an eyelash. All right, they will tell stories that are so insane that literally, what are you gonna do? You almost have to believe them and you guys can probably all think of a time when you were told a stupid story That wasn't true and that you had to believe it even though, you know, even though you knew better, right? So we tend to believe the stories because Narcissists are incredibly good at lying. Cheaters, incredibly good at lying. You cannot help but believe them. Um It makes it sound so convincing the way they speak to us. Their lives are incredibly full of deception, the line between truth and fiction, absolutely positively blurred. You cannot see it, it is gone. Okay, you will, you might find yourself being able to kind of tell when they, you know, when they're lying as you get to know them, but in the beginning, forget about it. You will not see it and and if you don't, if you trust them as much as they want you to trust them, There are, there's a big chance that you're absolutely going to miss any sign of cheating. Um, Their lives are all about lying. Not all liars are cheaters. Okay, but you can't be a cheater and not be a liar. That's how it goes. So you have to understand we have a narcissistic liar (laughs) so far. Okay, let's go on to number three, jealousy. All right. Narcissists tend to project their emotions as we all know and that's how the jealousy factor plays in, okay, because the fact is narcissists, cheaters, they will constantly tell you, you know, that's inappropriate behavior with the opposite sex or, you know, don't flirt with other other men slash women, whichever your partners into, you know, or don't, you know, the very fact that they can simply be unfaithful in the first place, the fact that they are willing to cheat on you is exactly why they constantly accuse you of cheating on them. It's just projection, okay? They're so deep into it and they're so scared of being caught or not. They're so into the whole cheating thing that they're literally thinking themselves, well, if I'm doing it, maybe he or she is also doing it. Feel me? Okay, so honestly, it's projecting. It's projection. So understand if your partner starts accusing you of being crazy, starts acting like, you know, you've done something wrong, starts calling you out on, I don't know, stealing money from the family or him, you know, anything that they accuse you of, it's there's a chance that they're also doing that thing. All right, okay, let's uh, go on to number four. Another thing that cheaters and narcissists tend to have in common, cheating narcissists, Is that you can never be enough for them. Okay, it does not matter what you do. There's always a problem. You they want more money They need more, you know recognition at work or they need more of Your attention or they need more attention from your friends. They will not be happy or satisfied not for long anyway and The fact is that because narcissists are often secretly very insecure They require a constant supply supply of admiration, attention, ego boosts, you know, stroking, you know what I'm saying, they're constantly looking for the next the big thing, the next piece of, they they tend, you know, they have a low threshold for relaxation, they, not relaxation, they have a low threshold for boredom, and they're bored very quickly, you know what I'm saying, and so they really always need something to keep them going, keep them excited and happy, now of course, you you will try to fulfill all of those needs and but but what will happen is that you will give 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 Then they will take 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 and it will still never 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 be enough. Okay, and because of that They always want to feel like they're the center of attention. They want to feel needed wanted excited about everything new love is good for that But don't make the mistake of thinking that it's always about new love. Okay, the fact is that it's really just about excitement. Sometimes they like the idea of sneaking around behind someone's back. Uh, I had their their fetishes are very strange. You never know what they will be, okay. They might cheat on you with their best, your best friend just because it's taboo or your sister or your mom or your brother or your dad or some other weirdness like that, okay. The fact is narcissists don't give a shit. They just want to to be the center of the world and they want everyone to think they're amazing and awesome and perfect, and if you're not thinking they're amazing and awesome and perfect, they'll be happy to hurt you and hurt you and hurt you and brainwash you until you have no choice but to continue to bow down to them. If you become especially adept at pleasing them, especially adept at, you know, fighting with them in a way that they enjoy, which you will almost certainly not enjoy, then you might get stuck on the long supply list where you you stay in, in their little circle of supply. Some people like to call it a narcissistic harem uh, and and you become one of many sources if you're not already. Yeah, all right. So another trait of a cheating narcissist is flirting, all right? Yeah Sure, they're not always huge flirts. Sometimes narcissists are a little bit reserved, those are the more introverted narcissists, the covert type, right? But in general, even the covert narcissist might flirt just differently than the overt narcissist, okay? They, in general, narcissists, now of course there are such things as asexual people in the world, but in general, narcissists need an incredible amount of validation and especially regarding their appearance and their ability to pull one, right? So they are always looking to get attention from the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever they're into. They will see any kind of flirt, even an innocent flirt or a friendly gesture as an invitation for further, you know, potential activity. Hmm? So what happens is that they'll start to mess with you in the process and mess with your self-esteem because you know, they lack self-esteem and so of course they require additional bolstering from other people, but they will a lot of times they will Flirt in front of you with someone else and then if you call them on it, they're like, oh, you're so insecure. Stop it You're so what is wrong with you? You're crazy and this goes on and on and then What ends up happening is they develop like a sense of self-righteousness about it and you stop trying. You stop trying to, you know, feel like you're not crazy. They they push you into this corner and they they keep expanding on how crazy you are and how bad you are and how terrible you are and how insecure you are and maybe even point out physical flaws or mental flaws about you over and over again, brainwashing you into believing that. Well, this allows them to do whatever the hell they want because if you have the nerve to say even one single thing, about where are you going, who are you going with, why is this happening, you know, why did I see you on Facebook in a picture with a girl at lunchtime and you said you were going out with the guys for lunch, whatever, you know, they're like look, you are too bossy, you are too, you know, you treat me like a kid, I'm not your son, I'm not my daughter, you're not my mom, you're not my dad, you know, what's wrong with you, you're crazy, you're insecure, they, they turn it all around and, and they put you in this position where you're literally feeling paralyzed like, You're supposed to blindly trust them and you're not allowed to question them at all, feel me? It's no good. So yeah, let's go on to number six. As I mentioned before, narcissists are notoriously insecure. The sad part of this deal is that a lot of times they're that way because they have been abused in their childhood. So, or they were neglected or sometimes they were bullied at school or they were bullied by, you know, a teacher or they were otherwise hurt. I heard today someone who said that they had a fine childhood, but the army turned the person into a narcissist. So it's just, everything is, everyone's different, but there has been some trauma in the narcissist's life. I think in most cases, except for the acquired situational narcissist. Uh, in most cases there has been some trauma to cause this person to kind of do a 180 and become something that they wouldn't maybe have otherwise become, okay, so a lot of times <clears throat> their own same-sex role models were in terrible relationships and they, you know, their parents, so their mother, their father, and 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 a lot of times um, they become so emotionally dependent on their partners. Uh, I've noticed that people who didn't have a same-sex parent in the house sometimes have grown up to become narcissists if they don't become empaths. Not always because some moms get it and some moms do their very best to, you know, they do the research, they study, they try to figure it out. But my god, how can you expect anyone to know that their their child could potentially become a narcissist? And even if they could, how can you expect anyone to really fix the problem if they don't know it in advance? But you know, one thing that happens in some cases is that a parent dies and the child is overindulged. And then in some cases um, a parent goes away and and the child is ignored or neglected or vice-versa, you know what I mean? Uh, Sometimes you have two parents fighting over a child and that child is spoiled rotten by both sides and fought over in the process And essentially the child is back and forth And, and it sounds like well, why would that be traumatic? I mean the kid gets spoiled rotten who cares? well what you're not seeing there is the emotional torment of being literally almost forced to choose between your mother and father, or either that or lie to both parents and say that you prefer them to the other. And that can be really mess. that can really mess a kid's head up, okay? So the very thing that they want, is to feel wanted, because they may not have felt wanted. They want to feel desired. They, the reason that they cheat often is because the fear of being alone is so huge that they need a backup plan. Narcissists often have a big fear of abandonment. And if you think that you are in a situation with a narcissist who is emotionally dependent on you or codependent on you, um, you know, they may not, you might think, well, they would never risk losing me for an affair, right? But the catch is that they think. They need to keep a backup plan because they think you're already going to leave them. They secretly think that and of course they'll do everything in their power to keep you under, in their clutches while you, while they can And that's why they manipulate so hard and everything else. So they have this fear of being alone But they have the same on, on the flip side of that. They don't really give a crap about you as an individual It doesn't matter who's in the spot as long as it's someone and so some narcissists cheat for that very reason Not all of them, but some of them do do you think you might have known a narcissist who did that? Or do you think that it was just completely with disregard for who you were? Something to think about. All right, let's go on to number seven thrill-seeking. Thrill-seekers. They need, like I said earlier in this video, you know, narcissists become extreme risk-takers. They they cannot, you know, they cannot stop because they need that rush. They need to feel That's something important, and we've talked about this before. I've talked about the science of this with you. Narcissists need excitement, excessive excitement often, because if they don't get it, they feel bored, they feel tired, but it's because they, they, they literally feel like addicted to this type of thrill. Uh, and it's because of the fact that their bodies don't produce dopamine properly. We have the same problem as people who were abused by a narcissists. Uh, they kind of infect us almost with it, but uh, so when they when they have had to learn to deal with whatever it was that caused them to be here in the first place, they lost the ability to properly produce dopamine and so they need those adrenaline rushes. So it's kind of sometimes sneaking around and cheating is exciting and narcissists will continue to do it in order to get that secret thrill. If they really care about you, they might hide it, (laughs) but they might still do it. So yeah, and if it's not sex, it might be drugs or something else that you don't want them to do that they're going to do anyway. So number eight, uh, bad ethics, no ethics, lack of ethics, lies about ethics. (laughs) Alright, if your narcissist has told you, hey, I cheated in the past, look closely, all right, because this can very often indicate that they'll do it again. You know what they say, once a cheater, always a cheater, but I don't really know if that's entirely true. In most cases, I think, you know, I think I've, I've, I've known some empaths who have been pushed to the point uh, that they were devastated and who someone else on the outside saw this and came in and kind of swooped in and the empaths have cheated. Does that make them wrong, well that's not for me to judge, okay, uh, but in the case of a narcissist, even if they straight up swear up and down, swear to God, swear on their mother's grave, whatever, of course their mother's probably sitting somewhere over in you know the next town, because <laughs> they're lying about everything, but whatever they swear about, you know, they are swear by, they're gonna swear that they will never cheat, and you're their soulmate, blah blah blah, but then of course, if they've told you, you know, I cheated on my ex for this reason or that reason, they've pretty much said to you, I'm a cheater. So if you know that, you know, okay, now I know what you're thinking, you're like, well, yeah, but the ex was such a bad person, the ex was a crazy person, the ex was horrible and terrible and blah 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 blah, right? Sure, sure, that's what they all say, all right, all narcissists will tell you that, you know, my ex was a crazy bitch, my ex ex abused me, my ex did this, my ex did that, now some cases, person's telling the truth, but in the case of a narcissist most of the time, most of the time they're not or they're flipping it around and They're saying to you what they did to the person. Okay, so don't buy into it Understand that it doesn't matter If a person was a bitch, it doesn't matter if the narcissist says, well, it was really already over anyway It doesn't matter. All that matters is that they had committed to that person and before telling that person that it was over, They had sex with another person. You know what that is my friend? That's cheating. Hear it. Like Oprah says, when somebody tells you who they are, what do you do? You believe them. Hear it. Yeah. All right, we're almost done. I'm sorry. I keep talking. Um, (laughs) Distorted view of reality. All right, cheaters, narcissists. Where do you think they get it from? Oftentimes, they grew up in a home where they watched one or both parents cheat. Uh, Not always. Or maybe the parent was somehow abused by, you know, a narcissist, a narcissist. Maybe the parent was a narcissist and abused the other parent or whatever. Uh, I don't believe that necessarily, I mean, although there have been some studies that have shown that the, that narcissists have a a reduced area of the brain that is the part that's attached to empathy, but in general, I don't believe that narcissism or any other kind of personality in the cluster B uh, is is actually Genetic, I think it's nurture versus nature in this case. I think it's nurture personally I can see how some nature might be involved, but I really believe it's nurture. Okay, so Narcissists because of the way they were raised in some cases They they may have seen a father womanize, or they may have seen a mother cheat, or they may have seen them both cheat, you know. They they grew up in a way that they, one of their, often their same-sex parent cheated, and then they know nothing better. They are more inclined to think it's okay, or that everybody really does it, you know. And of course our society does not help with that when we have websites like Ashley Madison and all that crap out there, you know. But I always do feel kind of amused when stuff like the Ashley Madison names come out. I, I think it's kind of funny. I don't know. Anyway, not not because of the victims, but because the cheaters are exposed whether they like it or not. Because even the intention of cheating, even signing up on that site shows you that there's a possibility of cheating, right? Okay. All right, number 10, lack of respect or no respect, inability to respect anyone else. The way, oh, this is interesting, okay. So something that I find very interesting is if you watch how a man will treat his mother, or a woman will treat her mother or father, most often her father, um, and the way they behave, like behave around that parent, it really tells you a lot about who they are, okay, if if you're, if we're talking about a male, if he's, if he has no respect for his mother, if he cusses at his mother, if he's rude to his mother, if he, you know, blah, 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 one of two things is going on, number one, either he has no respect for women, and he was modeled, you know, his father modeled that behavior to him growing up, or number two, um, he's a spoiled rotten brat, and he might still be a narcissist, okay? Uh, either way, or or number three, I guess the other possibility here is that the mother's a narcissist and he's had enough. On the other side, if you see that a narcissist holds, if it's a male, holds women in high regard, but um, because he treats his mother with love and respect or he treats another relative sister or whatever with love and respect, you know, then the fact is he's less likely to cheat on you. Same deal with a woman. If you see her talking bad about men, if she says that she cheated in the past, if she says something like I've cheated on everybody I've ever been with except for you, uh, I would question it. <laughs> I would question, I would not expect her to be a faithful person or or a narcissist in general. You know, like I said, some narcissists don't cheat physically. Sometimes it's emotional affair, sometimes they do drugs behind your back, sometimes they go drinking behind, sometimes it's going to strip clubs or it's porn or it's whatever, you know, porn addiction or whatever it is. Whatever it is, there is just something that it's 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 gotta be a secret, it's gotta be hidden, it's gotta be, you know, so there it is. These are just a few of the traits that most cheaters will have in common, okay, and not all cheaters are narcissists, like I said, and not all narcissists are cheaters, but a larger percentage of narcissists are cheaters than almost any other type of diagnosable part of the population, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So just remember this, it's never acceptable, it's never okay to be disrespected by anyone, narcissistic or otherwise, and and you owe it to yourself to, to be your own backbone, stand up for yourself and protect yourself in the same way that a good parent would protect a child, all right? Sometimes we have to reparent ourselves, sometimes we have to imagine ourselves as though we are as fragile as a child and we need to hold ourselves in that high of regard. If you have a child or you love a child, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You should not make excuses for the narcissist's bad behavior, okay? If they're cheating, if they're lying to you, if you see them flirting with people of the opposite or same-sex depending on what y'all are into, uh, you know, verbally or emotionally abusing you and God forbid of physically abusing you, you don't deserve that. I always tell my clients and I told you guys before, I have three deal breakers in my marriage. Number one, don't hit me. Number two, don't cheat on me and number three, don't hurt my kids. Okay, number three came along after the kids did obviously, but I want you to think about what your deal-breakers are in a relationship and if they include cheating and you've tolerated it in your relationship. What are you doing? Should you still be there? I don't know. It's up to you. I wouldn't judge you if you chose to stay. I I just personally have major issues and I don't (laughs) when it comes to cheating. I'm not interested in a cheater, so that's me. But what about you? Have you been cheated on before? Did you stay? Did you go? Are you still working on getting out now? What's happening? Tell me all about it in the comments below. What traits would you add to my list? Let me know. I'll see you soon. Thanks as always for letting me be a part of your day and a part of your life And hey, thanks for being a part of mine. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot, take it now, and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.